<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. An investigator doubles down on an alleged admission, cell phone data brings new clues, and guns and ammunition take center stage. It's a recap of day five of the Alec Murdoch trial. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Law and Crime. I'm Jesse Weber. So you you, you <clears throat> found the phone, Maggie's phone, by family member using Find My iPhone. And I, I think it was John Marvin is the one that assisted us with that. And do you think John Marvin was using Buster's phone to do that? I don't have a clue what he was using. And then when the phone was was collected, you provided the password. Remember, you testified the password was provided. We right. were provided the pin to open the phone. Yes, sir. Now, are you aware that Alec Murdoch provided the pin to SLED so they could open Maggie's phone? Again, I don't know where we where the passcode or pin came from, but we, we were provided a pin. Day five of the Alec Murdoch trial, and the prosecution is continuing their case against the former renowned South Carolina attorney. Now, as we've been reporting here on Sidebar, Mr. Murdoch is accused of murdering his wife, Maggie, and son, Paul, by allegedly shooting them to death on the family property back on June 7th, 2021. The theory behind this, although not fully articulated yet by the prosecution, but this is where we understand they're going, is that Alec Murdoch did this as a way to gain sympathy, as a way to create a distraction from his alleged financial misdeeds, which were about to be unearthed at that time. You see, I should tell you as an aside, Murdoch faces over 90 charges related to these alleged financial crimes, including stealing from clients. So this would be a way to take a focus away from him. The defense says not only does the circumstantial evidence presented by the prosecution not add up, but that Murdoch loved his family and that he would never do this. But okay, day five, here we go. Lot to talk about. First up, we saw the cross-examination of senior special agent Jeff Croft from SLED. Now, as we previously reported here on Sidebar, there was this recording that was played for the jury. It was an interview of Alec Murdoch where he allegedly says, quote, I did him so bad, seemingly referring to Paul. As we discussed, is this Murdoch confessing to killing his son, Paul? Does it mean something else? Or is it possible he said they did him so bad and not I? 
Well, let's hear defense attorney Jim Griffin, who started the day by pressing Mr. Croft on this. And at various points in time, you were asked, what did he just tell you? Did he just tell you this? Do you remember that? I do, sir. And then you get to one point in the interview where you're asked, um, what did he just say after you said it must be tormenting? And you testified that Alex said on the video captured by audio that it was so bad, I did him so bad. That's what you testified to yesterday. Yes, sir, that is what I testified to. Now, are you 100% confident that Alex said, I did him so bad, rather than they did him so bad? I am 100% confident in what I heard and I interpreted him as saying. In fact, they slowed down the recording too. Your Honor, we'd like to play it again at one-third speed to slow it down. It's just the same. Thank you. Third speed. Foundation leg for who's manipulating it, how it's being manipulated. Uh, I think uh, obviously we have it in real time, but there would have to be some additional foundation. One third speed. Ask me, I hear it both ways. If you say, listen for the I, I hear the I. If you say, listen for the they, I hear the they. I'll tell you this. If the prosecution is resting their case on an I or they, they got much bigger problems, all right? I think this is significant, but I don't think it's going to make or break this case, especially considering that Agent Croft didn't follow up with questions to Murdoch about this. No follow-up questions to him on this alleged confession. Now, he would testify that he took note of this. He said that he would ask him later about it. Prosecutors even tried to suggest that this wasn't an interrogation. They didn't want to throw Murdoch off. I don't know. I'll tell you, in the end, it's going to be up to the jury to determine what they think of that recording. All right, let's move on to cell phone activity, which is absolutely crucial in this case. We learned certain things from Maggie's phone log. Give you some examples. We learned that at 7.50, on June 7th, Maggie called a Barbara, and that would be the last call that she ever made or received. In your review of Maggie's call logs, was this the last answer, or excuse me, the last phone call uh, that was either dialed or answered by someone on Maggie's phone? I would have to check the logs again, sure. but I believe so. I'll let you know that. Look. Yes, sir, that's correct. That's the last answered call or one that was shown in the direction of outgoing. All right. No more outgoing calls that night, correct? No, sir, correct. And no more answered calls the night of June 7th. Is that correct? Correct. 
Now, we also know that Maggie read a group text at 8.31.16 seconds. The last read text was at 8.49.27 seconds. And remember, prosecutors believe that the killings happened at around 8.50 p.m. So this time frame is crucial. The device locks at 8.49.31 seconds. And then this is fascinating. From 8.53 to 8.55.59, there are steps that are recorded on Maggie's phone. And during that time, the orientation changes to landscape mode. In fact, it seems that the camera was turned on for one second at 8.54, and between 9 and 10 p.m., more steps are recorded. So this suggests that someone may have been trying to use her phone and may have been walking with it. And we also know that Maggie's phone was found on the side of the road. So this phone tells us a lot. But now let's get into what Alec Murdoch did. What's the next uh, call you see on this log? Moving up the call log, the next call I, res I see is from 1-803-942-1227 on line 5. It has the name of Alex. The time received on that call is at 9.45.32 p.m. UTC minus 4. All right. And that's lines 5 and 6, correct? Yes, sir. For the same call, correct? Yes, sir. All right. And finally, let's talk about lines 3 and 4. What, what information do you see there? On lines 3 and 4, they're the same call from 1-803-942-1227. On line four, it shows it as PA, direction as an incoming call, and it was received at 10.03.58 p.m. UTC minus four as a missed call. All right. And to clarify, these last five calls from Alex's, Alex, were any of them answered? No, sir. And previously, we looked at When you took pictures of Maggie's phone, you took a picture of her call log, correct? Yes, sir, I did. All right, and I'm showing you again. Uh, I'm going to put it up on the screen. It's been admitted. Exhibit 278. And we saw that numeral five next to Alex's name, correct? Yes, sir, that's correct. And that represents five missed calls. Yes, sir, that's correct. Uh, and I don't know if you're doing math while we went through that, and we can look at it again if you'd like, Lieutenant Dove, but did you count the calls from Alex that were missed in a row as we went through that call load? Yes, sir, I came up with five. Okay. And he also texts his wife, Maggie, as well. That entry is at 9.47.23 p.m. Right. And what is that? It is a text message that was received on that from Alex. It says, call me, babe. And was that text ever read? Uh, I know that's referencing the previous report. No, sir, that text was not read. So this is all important for different reasons. One, prosecutors are establishing a timeline. They're showing why they believe the killings happened at 8.50, and they're showing that Alec was purposely making it look like he wasn't there with his wife. Remember, Alec Murdoch says that he never went with Maggie and Paul down to the kennels where their bodies were ultimately found, that the last time he saw them was at dinner, that he took a nap, he went to see his ailing mother, he had texted and called Maggie during these times, and then when he finally got back to the property, he found their bodies and then called 911 at 10.06 p.m. All right, 
Now let's get into guns and ammunition. Another big focus on this case. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The prosecution called John Bedingfield, Murdoch's second cousin, who is a South Carolina Department of Natural Resources officer and a custom gunmaker. And who did he make guns for? How many blackouts, AR-style rifles, did you make for Alec Murdoch? Three. And when was that last one made? 2018. April? April 2018. Now, we can't forget that the murder weapons haven't been recovered in this case. The prosecution believes, though, that they are a 300 blackout rifle and a 12-gauge shotgun. Their claim is that when looking at the property, where there are tons of guns and ammunition sprawled all across the place, they could say, well, the gun and the, the guns and the bullets that were used to kill Maggie and Paul, they match in different ways to the guns and the bullets that were found around the property. That's how we know that the family weapons were the murder weapons. I need to collect them. I saw one over here. There's some two right there. Okay. Yes, he actually spent crazy. I'm gonna get a dynamic. All right, go ahead and pick that one up. There's two, two. right there. Yep. They've been here a little while. Should be three hundred. There's one to your right. So while the idea could be that, well, these are not typical guns and ammunition, and of course the family weapons are the murder weapons, listen to this cross-examination of Benningfield by the defense. And have you recommended a number of, uh, to a number of customers, to 300 blackout, to, to root out the, the nuisance? Yes, pods? I have. 
Do you have any estimate of how many 300 blackouts you've sold over the last four or five years? No, sir. I wouldn't. I've, I've a little over 600 firearm transfers. So I wouldn't know. You think it's more than 100? I, I don't know. It's a lot, but I don't know how many. All right. Hmm. I will say this. Even assuming it wasn't someone else's guns, even assuming it's Murdoch's family gun, the Murdoch family guns, how does this tie back to Alec? Yes, it's his property. He knows where the guns are. He knows about the guns. The killings happened on the property. But is it possible that someone else, or maybe even two people, as the defense theorized, two shooters took Murdoch's guns and shot Maggie and Paul, maybe an obstacle for the prosecution. But this is, I want to be clear, this is just a building block in their case. They are presenting a totality of the circumstantial evidence case, and this is just a piece of the overall puzzle. And that's all we have for you, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us here on Sidebar. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. I'll speak to you next time. Thank you.